Quinn Canterville here, again. Last time, I faked a ghost haunting to show up my old rival, Eric Kassler, that big mouth, big shot. Sure, it got a little out of hand, but nothing I couldn't handle. Bonus, got me on the nightly news, right at the end where they report an entertaining story, like the one about the supermarket store manager who stuck googly eyes on the potatoes so they'd look like Mr. Potato Heads. <laughs> Or that video of the two dumb crooks who broke into a house that was booby-trapped by a kid. Oh no, I'm home alone! <laughs> it was hilarious. The kicker was me being on the news, impressed Eric into making me the star of his new TV reality ghost hunting show, which I graciously accepted. <laughs> Why not? It's another opportunity to get one over on him. Reality TV. You know those shows are all staged. So here's my plan. I'll fake another haunting, fake solve the another haunting, and this time the money's real. Lee Big. Question? Who gets hurt? Answer? No one. Everyone gets what they want. Win, 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 win. So don't judge me, lest ye be judged. Agreed? Yes? I can't hear you. Excuse me. Canterville here. Quinn Jeanette. Jeanette Westmore, Eric Kassler's producer for Great Ghoulish Ghost Grabbers, the show I star in. The reality show with the idiotic name. I would have named it something with more panache and pizzazz, like Canterville's Great Ghoulish Ghost Grabbers. The difference is instantly distinguishable. Miles better already, yes? Even better. Starring... Quinn Canterville. Agreed? Yes? I still can't hear you. Anywho, let's not keep Jeanette waiting any longer on the phone. I've been keeping her on hold. Yes, Jeanette, uh, what can I do for you? I'm returning your call, Quinn. Yes, I want to go over the script again. What is it you want to go over again? Because we've gone over this. I want to make sure. There is no script. There is no script because it's staged? Quinn, no. Listen, for the last time... None of this is staged. There isn't any script. Right. Got it. Because you want me to improvise? You don't understand what I'm saying. Oh, you want me to act as though I don't understand. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is filmed live. It's real, and you need to be very careful because there's no safety net protecting you, your staff, or my crew from anything that happens. Uh, I'm not clear on what you're trying to say. I don't know how else to put it. Look, don't take any chances. Can you understand that? Yes. Yes, I can. That, I can understand, Jeanette. Now you've given me something solid I can work with. If you had been that clear with me from the beginning, you wouldn't have had to call me nine times. I actually called you once. The other eight times after that was me returning your eight calls. Look, just be careful. What, whatever you do, be careful to do the right thing. Yes, I will be careful. Thank you. And I promise you, I shall do the right thing for the ratings. No. Look, again, Quinn. If this gets crazy and you feel you or your team are in danger, don't panic. Don't do anything heroic. In fact, don't feel as if you need to do anything. I understand. Just making certain we're on the same page here. Good. I won't panic or do anything risky. Perfect. Norva will meet you there. Good luck tonight. I won't panic or do anything risky. Because it's staged. I get why she can't elaborate. She can't be on record saying it's all fake. Say no more. So, we're in this out-of-the-way coastal town here in Maine, 
Bungabunkport. Ever hear of it? No wonder there, it's terrible. There's a heavy fog, the sea is stormy, there are various electromagnetic field disruptions, and people have been reported missing all around town. The length some board of tourism's go to attract visitors. Why would a town drum up tourism by advertising people are getting abducted? Tokyo, Paris, Machu Picchu. You go for the beautiful beaches, 75 degree weather, historic landmarks. They don't say anything about, come on down and enjoy an abduction. Don't foist your idea of what constitutes a good vacation on others. Some people want to enjoy a different type of activity when they go away. And you need something to keep the kids entertained. I think this ghost thing's for real. I operate at a higher level than you, Nick. And when I say higher level, I'm not making fun of you being short. Though I could be. But I'm not. I'm not talking about your height. I mean that you're looking at it too close up at the five foot four level. Hey, that is my height! Exactly. I see this from a more elevated viewpoint. The six foot one inch level. That's, uh, that's, uh, twice as high as yours. I agree with Nick. Nick, who's right now at this very moment wearing a marble pendant necklace for good luck? That's how much you don't know. It's a neck chain. That's an evil eye. It wards off evil spirits. You like it? No. What if it's more unlucky to wear a marble pendant? Mm -hmm. You didn't think of that, did you? It makes for a hazardous choking hazard. If that even gets close to someone's mouth, like this close. What the hell you doing? Extra going distance. It's literally. How's that anywhere accidental? Watch out for that truck. Get off of me. I can't see the road. And you'd slam into the truck, which would make you swallow the marble. Then you'd choke, and you see, big, big hazardous hazard. Are you trying to get us killed, Quinn? No, I'm trying to save lives here. That marble could have killed us, and it almost did. That, my friend, is the view from six feet, one inch. My friend. I'm smarter than Nick, but that's not unusual. I'm smarter than most people. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, so let's stick with I'm smarter than Nick. You think my intelligence is a strength, but it's actually a fault. My incredibly superior intelligence makes me aware of when I'm stupid. Whereas a stupid person isn't aware they're stupid. It's like in The Wizard of Oz, where the scarecrow wants a brain, but the title character, sorry, I can't think of his name, gives him a diploma instead. A cheap replacement, which immediately fools the scarecrow into believing he's smart. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, when people who don't know what they're talking about think they know everything. Which, when you think on it, explains a whole lot of what's going on these days, doesn't it? Interesting movie trivia. The Wizard of Oz isn't really about the wizard. He has maybe 10 minutes of screen time, total. The movies actually are all about some girl. Naming it after the wrong character is regarded as one of the biggest Hollywood bloopers of all time. Here we are, the Elizabeth Borden Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Why they named it that to her? I loved her on Bewitched. Quinn, wake up, we're here. Huh? Oh, I must have dozed off. You were having that Wizard of Oz dream again. How'd you know? You were clicking your heels in your sleep. And look where you woke up! It's like the movie! What are you talking about? This isn't Kansas. I didn't say it was. I was thinking Psycho. Roll down your window! Yeah! Oh, no! no. Bye, normal! Wait, he's cute! 
Roll down the window, guys. No! Oh, for goodness sakes, it's Norval. Our cameraman. Oh, never mind. Hey, Norval. I'm Sylvie. Get in. Quinn, you didn't tell me our cameraman would be so handsome. You're on the wrong side of the camera, Norval. I don't think so. A camera operator's always on the side with all the little buttons. Let me grab my equipment. I'll meet you inside. Do you need any help? I'm good, thanks. I don't mind if you'd like some company, really. I prefer handling my own equipment. See you inside. What is it about you that makes men run off, Sylvie? Never mind, I just remembered. It's the story of my life. Why? Why? In all fairness, he did state a preference for handling his own equipment. He's like a single arrow with no bow. What does that even mean? Oh, I think you know. Wish I did. It sounded deep. And I give you the Dunning-Kruger effect, ladies and gentlemen. Do you have the dossier Jeanette gave you? No, she only gave me this file. That'll have to do. Yes, it will have to do, won't it? This file has all the details and information we'll need, unlike your fancy schmancy dossier. Wow! Is this place humongous or what? It smells musky and old. Never mind, that's Nick's cologne. It's enough to give you the creeps. You mean this place or are we still talking about Nick's cologne? Oh, six of one. Open the file and let's take a look at it. It says the hospital's been abandoned for 57 years. Gee, it says they shut it down for doing barbaric things to patients. The haircuts they gave them were that bad? You're thinking of barbers. They were using patients for experiments. Barbers were doing experiments? No, you ignoramus. The doctors here were conducting cruel experiments on clueless, sadly mindless people. Why are you looking at me like that? No reason. They boiled it down to three suspects. A doctor who became a raving maniac while employed here and killed his assistant? Whoa, I think we can stop right there. Read number two. Can I read it? He asked me to. Please, 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 please! Oh, let Nick read it or he won't stop, but... Please, 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 please! Here. Number two. There was a little six-year-old girl who murdered her family while they were sleeping. Says she beat him to death with a little creepy doll. That's pretty impressive for six years old. Sounds more like what a teenager would do. I changed my mind. Give that file back to me. Thank you. Ow! Here's Sylvie. So the top suspects are a deranged doctor, a six-year-old psychopath, and it says here the third suspect might be one of the 1,000 criminally insane patients that died here and were buried in the cemetery. So all we need to do is narrow it down to one. Simple enough. How's that so simple? There are a thousand and two suspects. Right. No, listen, listen. We'll narrow it down like this. I vote for the mad doctor. Who's with me? That's not how you narrow it down. Leave it to me. I got a nose for sniffing out perps. You don't put in years on the force and not sharpen your instincts, you know. I didn't know you were a cop. I wasn't. I must have mixed it up for a summer job I had working at the zoo. But I dealt with some real animals. My girlfriend back then had an animal nickname for me, too. Women are drawn to me by my animal magnetism. They see me as a wild, unbridled beast. She called me Dunky. I suppose due to the fact I exhibited a certain impressive, shall we say, donkey man attribute? Yeah, I did it, Nicky. Yeah, my pet name for Nicky was Donkey. Cause he was an ass. A nose for sniffing out perps? I'm talking science, you're talking schnazola. 
Quinn, listen, I've been working on a couple of inventions. Is this anything like the time tunnel you built? Your gizmo leaped us forward in time 15 minutes. We could have just stuck around for 15 minutes. We would have ended up in the same place. It didn't accomplish anything. Some scientific breakthrough. That's literally 15 minutes of my life I'll never get back. I'm sorry about that, but this is different. What does it do, I'm afraid to ask? I'm afraid to ask, but I'm facing my fears because I'm tired of being afraid of being afraid to ask, so I'm asking. Facing fears? Like when I was a kid, I swallowed a watermelon seed. I was afraid a watermelon was going to grow inside me. I thought I'd look grotesque and misshapen. Like my grandma. She looked like she swallowed a watermelon that got stuck halfway through her gut, thrusting her stomach and butt out. I used to suffer from anatidiophobia. Oh, that's the fear that somewhere, somehow, a duck is watching me. It's a real phobia! Have you ever been in the grips of a morbid, paralyzing fear that makes you stop dead in your tracks and stay rooted to the spot? Your mouth opens, but no scream comes out. Your mind goes blank. You feel like you're dying. Then you lose complete control of your body, suffering embarrassing gastrointestinal consequences. It's years later, and I still can't leave the house after seeing that insurance company commercial with the duck. You know, the company named after Ben Affleck. They went downhill after they fired Gilbert Gottfried and replaced him with the guy who sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. I know, right? How did you find out you was cursed with that particular affliction? There's a very simple test for it. Yeah? The doctor asked me, how anxious are you when a duck watches you? And I answered, extremely anxious. Then what? That's it. It was a very simple test. Excuse me, but may I interrupt your pathetically doltish conversation to ask again, what does your invention do? Okay, well, you know how, according to string theorists, we live in a multidimensional universe? Never mind. Well, it turns out dimensional field equations harbor extremely similar quantum properties. Okay, well, what that means is there are places with electromagnetic fields that connect with electromagnetic fields in other dimensions. That creates an uninterrupted path between them. The problem has always been finding those portals because they open and close dozens of times a day. And they open and close without warning. And they, they don't stay in one spot either. They change places and you never know exactly where they're going to pop up. Are you done? Because I feel I'm at risk of losing another 15 minutes here. Almost done. Thing is, the portals are impossible to find when they do pop up because you can't see them. Though they emit significant electromagnetic pulses when they crisscross. I'm so sorry, Sylvie. I know how hard you work on your inventions. Well, you keep at it and don't let all your massive failures discourage and defeat you under what must feel like crushing humiliation. You don't understand, Quinn. The electromagnetic pulses happen when they crisscross is the good news. It's how my invention locates the portals. Oh, then this long, whiny, tedious rambling was going somewhere positive all this time? Well, that, that's wonderful. Nah, your technology lacks the human touch. Human instinct goes a long way. You have to be at least half human first for that to work. Knock it off. Yeah, I'm human on both halves of my family. That makes me 100% half human. Incessant bickering. I can feel my brain hemorrhaging out my right ear. Your problem is you think because you're a man, you're superior to me. No, wait, that's just spittle on my ear. Nick, you're spitting on me. Stop spitting on me, Nick. Being a man is in my DNA, sweetheart. I got a lot of man chromosomes. And one particularly oblong donkey man chromosome. Try using the prefrontal cortex part of your brain sometime. You'll find that in your DNA, too. You're not going to stymie me. Ha! That's how much you don't know. Stymie was in Little Rascals. Wasn't that Buckwheat? No, Buckwheat was Stymie's brother. No, no, Buckwheat was Stymie's replacement. Hang on, which one was Spanky's best friend, Stymie or Buckwheat? Froggy. Alfalfa. 
We're not getting anywhere. What are you talking about? I concluded it was alfalfa. You had me reach that conclusion, didn't you, Nick? That's not what I mean. I've got a superior way to find what dimension the ghost is coming from. And I say my inferior way works better. All right, smart guy. You do it your way, and I'll do it my way. I got a better idea. I'll do it my way, and you do it your way. Stop it. Why don't you both track down the ghost each in your own way, hmm? Wasn't that what I was saying? I can't believe I'm the only one who thought of that. Make it like a contest. See whose way works best to identify the ghost. Turn it into a game. It'll be fun. No, it won't be fun. But it'll sure be a pleasure. I explained the plan to Sylvie fairly quick. I had to act it out for Nick, in pantomime, using a diagram, explaining it slowly. The plan was they'd each start at opposite wings of the hospital and work towards the center. Our cameraman to film Sylvie first for a while, then go to Nick, tape him for a while, and then meet up with me to tape me doing the episode's intro. We're a, what's called a single camera show, a little behind the scenes industry lingo of how we do things here in the business we call show. Do you have your night vision goggles, Miss Barrows? Yeah, wow. It's like something out of a video game. I got one on the camera. See how it works? When photons hit the photocathode, they convert into electrons. Then the photomultiplier amplifies them and uh, makes lots of baby photons, I guess. Any questions? So is there a Mrs. Norval? You mean my mom, Harriet? Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, let me get some footage of you using your device. Let me turn on my portal sensor. Okay, my portal sensor does an electromagnetic sweep to register spikes. Okay, look. I kind of lied to Quinn. I don't know if this actually works. It's all theory. I brought it along because this assignment sounded perfect for testing it out. Okay, now I'm sorry I said that. Oh, uh, sorry. I was fixing the white balance on the camera. What did you say? Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Uh, great. I mean, I was explaining how my device works to discover portals. And maybe we can grab dinner later. Why? I already had dinner. You want to roll? I don't want to ruin my appetite. Camera? Right, all right. Roll camera. I knew that. Okay, roll camera. Five, four, three... My portal sensor doesn't like anything that to register spines. Okay, so what did they give us here to work with? Whoa, ho, ho! A monocular night vision device with ultra-high-performing unfilmed white phosphor image intensifier tubes. Sweet! It's like I died and went to heaven. Pretty close, anyway. I guess. It's not like I really know. Sure, I had a near-death experience once. Twice. But who hasn't? Though it can't be anything like the actual death experience my grandma had. Still has. Let's try these bad boys on. Jesus Christ, everything's green! What the f**k's going on? Which then generates an electromagnetic resonance within the invisible light spectrum. That electromagnetic resonance is created by a rheostat, which I can vary the resistance without interrupting the flow of current. Uh-huh. These sliders here move along a coil of wire to create more or less resistance in order to control, in this case, the vibration and rotation speed. See? 
Uh-huh. It creates an imbalance that makes the motor wobble as it spins. So, the speed of the motor, the motor size and position, all combine to determine whatever kind of vibration you desire. Um, aren't you describing a vibrator? So what if that's when I got the idea? Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to air this footage. This electromesh I got here will zap any ghost that gets close to me, just like how a bug zapper works. Come out, come out, wherever you are! I'm not just relying on incantations purported to flush strange beings out of hiding, neither. I'll also be using this. <gasps> Duck calls. Got them on sale, because the guy at the hunting shop said, these duck calls don't work so good, because the ducks get wise to it pretty quick. So I figured that means it'll fool the ghost, because the ghost ain't used to it. Then when it gets close... Ow. 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 Problem with this bug zapper is I gotta hold it, so it keeps zapping me. Mr. Tucci? Yeah! Sorry, didn't mean to startle you. Do not ever approach me from the rear. Sorry. I walked into a country bar in New York City once. It was called Flaming Chaps. It wasn't what I expected. The bartender made a damn strong Ricky Martini, though. Gave me horrible hangover. I still get queasy about it. That, 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 uh, that, that was the, uh, the ghost zapper. Ow. Nikes! The tonal excitation signals electron radio frequency coils double pulse with this withering. I must be getting close. Ow, ow, ow. Come on, you feckless specter. Show your invisible face where I can see it. Wait, is that you, feckless specter? And five, four, three. Good evening, I'm Quinn Canterville, your host. Welcome. By now you know Meghan Markle is an android and Finland doesn't exist. No, that all sounds more believable than what we're doing. What else you got? Try this part down here. And five, four... Yeah, yeah, three, two, one. Good evening, Quinn Cantival here, your host. No doubt you've heard the moon landing was faked, the earth is flat, and that the man third in line to be U.S. president is none other than millionaire Bruce Wayne. Only one of these is true. And tonight, we bring you yet another mystery you'd think any intelligent, rational mind would summarily reject. A ghostly presence threatens the residents here in this otherwise overwhelmingly dull coastal town of Bungie Bunkport, Maine. We've come tonight to... Cut. You said Bungie Bunkport. It's Bunga Bunkport. No, I didn't say Bungie Bunkport. I said Bunga Bunkport. No, you said Bungie Bunkport, not Bunga Bunkport. I said Bunga Bunkport, not Bungie Bunkport. You said Bungie Bunkport, not Bunga Bunkport. I have it on tape. Good thing I caught it because your overwhelmingly dull remark could have gotten a sued. How dare you suggest my remark was overwhelmingly dull? Listen, Shakespeare, you know what Oscar Wilde said about making assumptions? When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Though that in itself is an assumption. But take heed! I articulated well while still in the womb. My mother wanted me to be smart, so she read the dictionary out loud to me. Word by word. Nine months gives you plenty of time to go over 171,476 words. Not unheard of. These prenatally primed systems of mother-child recognition are seen in nature, as evidenced by, for instance, the Japanese Bob White, also known as the Bob Whitus Japanus. Here, look. Overwhelmingly dull coastal town of Bungie Bunkport, Maine. What the hell do you want? I'm not a f***ing bird.
Nick, Sylvie, you broke just in time. Nick, is that a bug zapper? Yep, this baby zapped a 2,000 volt wallop. What? My false sense has been zeroing in all this time on that? God damn it! Then it does work! We were taping an intro for the show, and it was going fine up until Nick and Sylvie stumbled in, which caused me to say bungee bunk pod instead of bunga bunk pod. I don't think that happened the way you remember it happening. I have it on tape here if you want to see. Was that necessary to point out? Do you have some inordinate craving to draw attention to yourself? Mumsy didn't give you enough attention as a child? Boo-hoo-hoo, I don't mispronounce words, Norwood. Norval, like Deborah Norval. Fine, don't take it so personally. Not everything's about you, Deborah Norval. It's just Norval. And it's my personal name, so how else am I supposed to take it but personally? Holy jeez! What is it? Did you look around? Do you realize what room we're in? We're standing right in the hospital's morgue. Yeah. You, you, don't be so dramatic. You mustn't lead to conclusions. Norfolk and I were just talking about what happens when you make assumptions. I assume you mean normal. Didn't you learn anything from our little talk, Norfolk? But Quinn, look! There's a decrepit autopsy table. There's a decrepit autopsy table. And rusty bone saws. And rusty bone saws. And what's that? Oh, God. <laughs> Jugs of corroded embalming fluid. <laughs> Why are you being so childish? Because you'll give me nightmares with all that spooky talk. How am I to not get the jitters with you saying, Oh, look, a decrepit autopsy table and rusty bone saws. And what's that? Oh, look, some jugs of corroded embalming fluid. And what else have we got here? Oh, look, an old 12 cadaver freezer with the stench of death still lingering on it. And look, what about those blood-stained straitjackets in the corner next to that small pile of human bones? Oh, my, we simply must be in a morgue, mustn't we? You're jumping to conclusions just because this room contains all the accoutrements of a hospital's morgue. You've just described the very definition of a hospital's morgue. The very definition. Ooh, look at you being all Miss Miriam Webster. Quinn, seriously, this is... That sounds like the door's just locked. We're locked in. They won't open. We can't get out. Of course not, dear boy. All part of the show. Now we're to expect monstrous shadows on the walls, gruesome demonic faces materializing, omens of evil surrounding us, I suppose. Am I right, Norway? Oh, that question's directed at me. Well, uh, the, the answer to your question is, um, no, we're actually not doing anything like that. Everything we're experiencing is actually happening, for real. And honestly, it's quite scary, sir. Oh, I get it, Mr. Cameraman. You're not permitted to say it either. Say no more. Um, no. I said say no more! This is unreal. Are you daft? How can it be unreal? If it's not really real, then it can't exist. If it can't exist, then it's not happening. You're not making any sense, Sylvie. Check the doors again, Nick. Give them a good nudge this time. I'm sure you'll find they're in all likelihood simply stuck. Okay. See? They're locked. Of course they are, because I forgot to remember what Jeanette told me earlier, and obviously what was a coded message. If this gets crazy and you feel you or your team are in danger, don't panic, don't do anything heroic. In fact, don't, don't feel do as if you need to, to do, do anything. anything. See what she meant? There's no need for us to do anything. We just play along and react for the camera while they do their ghost effects. Yeah, I'm 
pretty sure that's not what she meant. Oh, as if you have some special knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes of this production, Nordstrom? Yes, I'm, I'm on the uh, production team. Well, it appears they didn't want you to know, because maybe you can't keep a secret? I suggest you work on that. Now then, since Sylvie and Nick's ghost-grabbing ways are, shall we say, in the kindest way possible, so pathetically, woefully inadequate, I have an idea how to make hay out of gold. That's not how it goes. It's an expression, Sylvie. It's not meant to be taken literally. Instead of looking for the ghost, I say let's do the reverse. Let's make the ghost look for us. This is the perfect opportunity. That really depends on your definition of perfect. Exactly. We're at that six-foot-one-inch summit again, that sacred elevated plateau of wisdom and insight from where I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Isn't that a Johnny Nash song? You hear singing? You're experiencing auditory hallucinations. Phantom sensory stimulation in the absence of real sensory stimuli. Possible causes? A psychotic disturbance, typically brought on by watching excessive episodes of Real Housewives. Heavy drug use, induced, again, by watching excessive episodes of Real Housewives. Or hitting skinny girl margaritas a bit too hard while watching excessive episodes of- I love Real Housewives. Evidently. A wee bit too much. If we don't take action right now, you'll end up like their producer, Andy Cohen. Have you ever heard his podcast? Andy Cohen, Cohen, gone. Poor Andy Cohen. That's what happens when you watch what happens. <laughs> See what I did there? We'll do an experiential exercise to desensitize your temporal lobes. I'll recite a familiar nursery rhyme in a low but audible voice, interjecting nonsensical verse to interrupt your neural activity. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb, say it with me. Mary had a lamb and lamb and ding dong. Wait, 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 stop. I don't, I don't hear anyone singing. Success! Now, let's bait the ghost. Nick, I need you... Sure thing, boss. ...to act as bait. Normally I would, but I'm under doctor's orders to cut down, seeing how I want to live! There's nothing to worry about. There is no ghost. We're doing this for the show. Then who was it who locked the doors? Oh, I so love your childlike sense of unbounded curiosity of the world around you. And at your age, too. I'll answer this way. You think it's a ghost because you're a marble pendant wearer given to belief in the supernatural. By comparison, my Irish grandfather, Seamus Canterville, would have said the little people lock the doors. So how's that so different? He believed in leprechauns. No, that's what he called short people. Didn't trust them. No offense. Anywho, who knows? Maybe the doors are on a lockdown system we accidentally triggered. It was that much of a problem with corpses getting out of the morgue? The hospital's been shut down for 57 years. There's no electricity. But it's possible. But there's no electricity. But it's possible. But there's no electricity. But it's possible. But it's possible. But there's no electricity. And it's a good thing, too. Can you imagine the huge utility bill they would have amassed by now? They wouldn't be able to keep offering low-cost, affordable electric shock therapy. Talk about the spiraling high cost of healthcare. I can't get a signal on my phone. Ah, so? And by saying that, I wasn't culturally appropriating Asian stereotypes. Because that would be wrong. You all implicated me as the cause of your devices fixating onto this room, but what with his fancy camera and phone, all items emitting vast arrays of electric charges, the real culprit who caused your machinery to malfunction? I suggest you take a good, hard look at Norman here. My camera and phone don't emit vast arrays of electric charges. Is that some kind of energy efficiency virtue signaling? How about instead of saving energy, you exert some and pass me one of those soiled straitjackets, Norman? Wait a sec. I'm not done giving him a good, hard look. All right, Nick. 
Would you like to see a little something in a men's overly long-sleeved jacket? When you say a little something, meaning you, put it on. Strap him in it, people. And by people, you mean me. Because Norval's hands are tied, operating the camera. And because my hands are tied, that's all, they're just tied. Yes, right, fine. Happy now? Strap him in the straight jacket, Sylvie. And let's hoist him into the cadaver freezer. What? No way! What are you scared of? You can't freeze. There's no electricity, remember? This is for the show. Think of it. Viewers everywhere will be on the edge of their seats seeing you tied up and left helpless, trapped in a freezer. No way out. Heroically volunteering as bait for the deadly ghost who's locked us in a creepy morgue in a blightful, dreary, abandoned hospital for the criminally insane in a god-awful town in Maine with electromagnetic field disruptions whose inhabitants are being abducted. People everywhere will go wild. By Jove, you want to give these people their money's worth, don't you? But they ain't paying. Why are you talking to me about the economic infrastructure of cable operators? Do I look like Ted Turner to you? I haven't got the least clue how these things work. I'm just the pretty face on air talent. Like Wolf Blitzer. One, two, three, hoist! Upsies. Whoa! Shouldn't we maybe leave the door open a crack? No, we have to heighten the tension for the show. This is TV reality at its finest hour, unparalleled in the annals of television. Unless, of course, you count Geraldo opening Al Capone's safe. But who does? I mean, except Geraldo. I wonder, do they give accolades for television achievements like this? Or if they don't, can you still get an award? You mean like an Emmy? I don't think so. Okay, that hasn't crossed my mind at all. But now that you mention it, it has. An Emmy would go well with my collection of unreasonably diminutive winged gold women holding an atom over their heads. There's an estimated 1 times 10 to the power of 50 atoms on Earth, so my collection by comparison is very modest. Would you like to see my very modest collection? Sorry, you can't. Atoms are invisible to the naked eye. Norton! Grab your camera! Let's make the future of television history great again! Shh! What's that noise? Get me out of here! Quinn, it's Nick! You're right. Yes, it is. Very good vocal recognition skills there, Sylvie. The desensitization treatments apparently enhance your temporal lobes. You're welcome. Ignore Nick. I know you can. I've seen you do it. I can hear you from in here, Quinn. Good. Then hear this. Shut up! You want our viewers to think we're scared? And three, two, one. In the midst of the dark abandoned morgue, trapped by the deadly ghost, Nick Tucci's volunteered to bait the spectre, having been straight-jacketed and locked inside the cadaver freezer. He may only have a few more seconds of air left before he succumbs or becomes the ghost's latest victim. It's getting colder in here. I don't want this corn. Get me out of here! To tempt the ghost to abduct him, Nick pretends to be scared and helpless. The f*** I am! I'm telling you something's gone wrong! That can't be good. Hey! There's something really f***ing here! We gotta help Nick! Oh, hey! Killer ghost! How's it going in the freezer? <laughs> Getting cold feet? letting him out. Three, two, one. After battling with the apparition, Nick barely escapes with his life. With moments to spare before he runs out of air, Sylvie Barrows rescues him. 
Grateful to find he survived the ordeal, she says, Nick's not in here. Nick's not in here. What? Are you sure? Nick! Nick! Where are you? Where'd you go? It's empty. I gotta say, this is just like Geraldo opening Capone's safe. You think so? But better? Thank you! <phone rings> Jeanette, what the hell did you do? What? I've been trying to get through all night. What happened? Where's Nick? What do you mean, where's Nick? He's with you, isn't he? What's going on? Is everything okay? Oh, wait, I get it. Say no more. <laughs> Kudos on the ghost effects. They were excellent. A little bit much on the maniacal ghost laugh, but all in all, well done. I think we have a hit on our hands. Back up. Ghost laugh? We didn't... Sylvie, check the freezer again. There must be a trap door. Help Nick out. Oh, thank God. Listen to me, Quinn. We didn't stage anything. Uh, this is getting old, Jeanette. Listen, you can rely on me not to divulge how the ghost effects are done. Quinn, look. One moment, Jeanette. Where's Nick? What's that tiny thing there huddled in the corner? Is, is that Nick? Come on out, Nick. We're done. Nick's vanished, Quinn. He's not here. Then what is that in the corner? It's a, it's a small, creepy doll. Can't blame me for thinking it was Nick. If you like what you're listening to, or even if you don't, help us get the word out subscribe, give us a five-star review, share us with your friends. They'll love you even more for it. Besides, we love being shared. It's kind of kinky. Canterville's Ghost was created and written by Jack West, starring Jack West and Karen Corrado, a Razzmatazz Radio Theater production, available wherever you get your Razzmatazz. <laughs>